most people thought that, okay, our brain and gut connection was like one way. We thought, and then it went into our gut. But what we know now is that like four messages for every one that comes from our brain to our gut goes from our gut to our brain. So when our gut's unhealthy, where 95% of our serotonin is made, 50% of our dopamine is made, then our brain becomes unhealthy too. We're eating three times a day. And so I think if we're eating inflammatory foods, we are three times a day creating an inflammatory environment, not only in our gut, but also in our brain. And so I have a lot of steps people can take and there's like three foundational ones. So those three things, find the inflammation, make sure that your nutrient bases are covered and stabilize that blood sugar. And of course, have some testing. That's Autumn Smith. And this is episode 352 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Hey everyone, it's Josh. What's good in your world? Welcome to Wellness Force. There's always something good. I remind myself of this like every single day. Every single day, I look for something good. I I gather the evidence, right? It's quite challenging at times. I get it, especially with all the mask wearing and information wars out there. It's time for a big ass deep breath. Don't you agree? Let's take a big deep breath together. Inhale through your nose for two seconds. Exhale through your mouth for four. Just like we do in the Breathe Breath and Wellness program. Inhale for two. Exhale for four. That's a breath break, my friends. You can do that as many times as you want. It always takes you back home. I want to let you know how dedicated I am to bringing you the utmost integrity and research and truth in every single episode that we produce for you for free here on Wellness Force. And today on the show, we're exploring a topic that is very top of heart and top of mind for me personally and for all of us right now, and that is mental health. Our mission with Wellness Force is to help humans heal mental and physical health with organic superfoods and breath work and wellness intelligence. And today we're talking with my friend, entrepreneur, podcaster, everything you could ever imagine when it comes to the paleo world and the nutrition world. And that is Autumn Smith. She's coming back for her return to the podcast to explore the real truth about how to heal our brains with food. Now you wouldn't think about this logically, but there is a gut to brain axis that by feeding ourselves and our gut the right kind of foods that increase our microbiome, that is what heals our brain. But not just any type of foods we're talking about today. We're talking about tryptophan-rich foods, which is a powerhouse nutrient. A lot of people don't know tryptophan is a precursor to so many different pathways in the body, including what most people don't realize is that tryptophan is the essential building block for the brain's happy chemical. (laughs) You know, the one when you hug somebody or when you laugh at a show, it's called serotonin. (laughs) We need more serotonin in our lives, but unfortunately... It's like not that easy to boost our serotonin levels. You know, your body only increases serotonin on its own, but it needs stimulus, right? It needs healthy foods, healthy people, healthy experiences. So we have to encourage our body to create more of this serotonin. Right now, during what the Washington Post is reporting as the biggest mental health crisis our humanity's ever seen, 
That's where tryptophan comes in. This is a fantastic way for us to transcend depression, ADHD, even OCD, definitely anxiety by eating healthy fats, healthy proteins from tryptophan. Now I get my tryptophan not from pills. I get them from food, bioavailable tryptophan in food, specifically high quality, high integrity farmed turkey and grass fed beef sticks. But let me tell you a little bit more about Autumn because she has got such an infectious personality. I'm smiling right now because this woman, like I, I can't think of her without smiling. I know you're going to love her too. This is actually her second time on Wellness Force. Back in the day, if you don't know Autumn, she used to be a dancer and a fitness trainer who toured with J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Well, that's pretty demanding lifestyle, as you can imagine. She developed IBS and anxiety with a lot of other health struggles, and she was able to heal herself through studying with the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. She became a certified eating psychology coach. She's got a resume that hits the floor when it comes to knowledge and intelligence about health. She has a master's in holistic nutrition. And in 2013, she founded Paleo Valley, whose mission is to provide these organic food products to 100 million people worldwide. That's a big goal. 100 million people is a lot of people. I think Autumn is going to do it. I know she's going to do it. I love Autumn. I know you're going to love her too. In this episode, we're going to talk about the number one nutrient to boost your mental health, tryptophan. We're going to talk about how to get this bioavailable food-rich tryptophan from the turkey sticks and beef sticks, literally the only beef sticks I eat. I'm not even joking. I will not eat any other beef sticks on the planet, period, except for Paleo Valley. I like the taste. I like the way they raise their animals. They have a high integrity in everything they do. This incredibly powerhouse-filled beef stick. You can get this. You can head over to Paleo Valley. You can get 15% off. They gave us 15% off over at paleovalley.com. Just use the code Josh at checkout for 15% off. Autumn and the team at Paleo Valley support this podcast. They believe in us. We believe in them. This is a voice that the world needs right now. And I'm stoked and really I'm honored. I'm honored to be able to showcase this nutritional education for healing our brain, this physical intelligence, and also to give back to you, to give you some more money and some more savings with this 15% off code for the turkey sticks and the beef sticks rich in tryptophan over at paleovalley.com using the code Josh. We're going to get down to the root in this one. We're going to talk about the gut-brain axis, the gut-brain issues. By the end of the show, you're going to have a really great treasure chest full of intelligence when it comes to why so many of us are experiencing mental health during this enforced lockdown and mask-wearing experience we're all having. We'll talk about the three foundational steps to healthier eating, how we can nourish ourselves seasonally, what it looks like to eat with the seasons. We'll explore combating food addiction. Autumn will share personally her story. And we'll also talk about how to change our food that directly changes our life. The healthy benefits of tryptophan is just a start in this podcast. This podcast is really the next step in your wellness journey in reclaiming your mental health. Do me a huge favor. Share this podcast. Share this podcast with somebody in your life, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, just somebody you care about. And every time you do that, it's a small thing that you do, but the ripple is immeasurable. You could literally save someone's life. Podcasts have saved so many people's lives out there. That's why we continue to put this out. Do us a huge favor, share this podcast, leave a five-star review over at wellnessforce.com forward slash review. It helps us reach more smart people like you that are doing amazing things in the world, listening to this show and sharing it with people that they care about. I'm so excited for you to get nourished from this episode. This is a really nourishing human, Autumn Smith. She's been down the road of mental health herself. So when you hear her voice, tune in, tune into her heart, tune into the way you feel when you listen to her. I know you're going to sense exactly what I do, and that is physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. 
What's up, everyone? It's Josh Trent. I'm here with a special guest. Her name is Autumn Smith. She is the co-creator, I guess you would say, of Paleo Valley. Autumn and I did a podcast three years ago, and we're here to talk about a different phase of mental health. Last time, we talked about the truth behind mental health. Three years later, as I was just sharing with you before we jumped on here for Facebook, now we're talking about the things that can actually heal our brain. You know, we're in this conversation right now of mental health and mental health awareness. Autumn has an incredible story of her own. Autumn, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Josh. It's always such a pleasure and an honor to be with you and to have access to your audience. I'm a huge fan of your work and just grateful for you. Hey, likewise. Um, I can think back to when I first met you at Paleo FX. I think we were in a crowded uh, like elevator or like a crowded airport, airport space. And I was like, who is this lady? She seems like she's full of energy. And then I came to find out that you came from a past where you were actually a dancer. Like share with people that fun fact before we dig into mental health. You were a dancer back in the day. Definitely. Yeah. I think I started dancing when I was four because my parents did also notice that incredible amount of energy. And so <laughs> they put me in ballet. <laughs> and then um, it just kind of snowballed from there. I trained with the principal of the Bolshoi Ballet from Russia. And then I moved to Los Angeles, did some dancing and Las Vegas, I did some dancing. And then I ended up um, on a world tour with Jennifer Lopez. But I was at that time, actually her fitness trainer, because I got into this fitness dance method called Tracy Anderson. So where she employs dancers who have this really solid connection with their body. And it's just a whole system of fitness, fitness based on that. So I got to do a lot of traveling with her and working with all of her cool clients. So Wow. It paid off that energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because, you know, thinking of your past and and we're going to talk about how you're the certified eating psychology coach and what that even entails for people that don't know. There's so many things about you that I think people gloss over. They're like, oh, it's this bubbly young lady and she's behind this health movement and blah, blah, blah. They don't know. No one knows the incredible story filled with thresholds and like multiple heroes journeys that you've had. So let's, let's recycle the story for a little bit. Let's take the time machine back before we get into mental health, which is why we're here. By the way, if you're watching this right now, let us know where you are. Where are you in the world? We had somebody from Sweden typing in the other day, Autumn. I was like, Hey, across the world, it's all good. Uh, and also if you have somebody in your life that's, that's struggling with mental health right now, please share this podcast live, um, share it with somebody that you care about. Let us know in the comments what's going on. So go in the time machine for us, going back to this, you know, you started out in a totally different path. What even led you to nutrition in the first place for people that don't know anything about Autumn Smith or Paleo Valley? Yeah, it's such a it's such a crazy story with lots of twists and turns, and we're still in the story. This is course. the best kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I was, like I said, a really energetic child and a happy girl until I kind of hit my teens. And then, you know, I was dancing a lot and also um experiencing some digestive issues for the first time. High school, middle school, they're pretty challenging. I was actually bullied a lot. And so it started with digestion. Doctors couldn't really fix me. I did, you know, doctors and psychiatrists and we did everything. And because there was not really a solution, I just kind of snowballed. So we know there's this gut brain connection. So these digestive issues weren't remedied. They started to manifest in other ways, anxiety, depression. I remember using substances just to try and calm myself down in high school, a lot in high school. And because I really felt hopeless because I didn't, I just thought something was wrong with me and then no one had an answer. And so I just resigned to, this is going to be my life. I'm going to have to learn to manage. And I did that until I met my husband actually. And I I was that girl who I put on a happy face anyway. He wasn't on the dance team though. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be so cool if he was on the dance team. (laughs) 
wish he was, but he won't even dance with me today. No, he's a musician, but not a dancer. But no, yeah. So we met, and when I finally moved in with him was when he kind of started to see what the truth was, because I was that happy girl who was still, you know, making it happen. Yeah. Um, but then he saw the digestive issues, and he just wanted better for his new wife. And so he started doing some research. We researched together, realized that diet had a role for some people in not only digestive issues, but maybe mental health. And this was like way back in 2010. And so um, we decided to just try it. I mean, we had nothing to lose. And in 30 days, my digestive issues were gone. And then the other piece, the mental health piece has been a longer journey, but I can honestly say I'm the happiest I've ever been today. And that the more I learned, the more like kind of foundational variables I could dial in. And um, today, the reason we founded our company was because I was working that awesome job as a fitness trainer for Tracy Anderson. And I was really fit. I mean, really fit, but I was not well. And so when I had this turning point in my life where I learned that food could be used as medicine and that I could actually feel amazing, not just like look pretty good, uh, I realized that this had to be the thing I taught other people because um, I spent too long suffering and I didn't want people to feel like me anymore. And so we decided to create our company because I was always on the road and traveling. I still wanted to do that and live that life. And so we wanted to make things uh, realistic for people who are busy and who wanted to still be out there in the world and doing things and so that they didn't have to stay in their kitchen every day, all day and cook three meals unless they wanted to. But that's why we founded Paleo Valley. And most recently, we also founded another company called Wild Pastures. And um, that's a whole nother story. But yeah. that came my little son Maverick was born. Another- I love that your boy's name is Maverick. That is so cool. That's such a fun name. Um, and, I, and I think back, you, you're a Maverick of your own. Like, I forget who made that popular in politics. Somebody made that name Maverick popular. I don't know who it was. Let us know in the comments if you know. But I think about yep. what it takes to really cut your teeth in this industry and withstand the demands, Autumn, of um, – just the stress, you know, it, serving and being of service and caring about others and being a figurehead like you are for the company and going on shows and all this, like, what is your go-to? What is your go-to to calm yourself? Is it breath? Is it meditation? You know, cause we're about to talk about all the phases of mental health, nutrition being one of them, but just as a go-to for everybody kind of feeling that tension right now with their jobs, their families, their world, what's something you can give us right now to, to settle us in? It is absolutely meditation and breath work. There, I do both every single day. I have an infrared sauna. It was like the best purchase I've ever made. It's like my sanctuary. I go in there and I have a mommy moment for 15 minutes a day. And, <laughs> you know, I'm working on a lot of emotional things too. And so I usually have a reason to be in there. I'm some sort of guided meditation usually. But if I'm just like in my car and I all of a sudden realize, why am I so dense? Like, there's nothing, like why? I'll just do like four, seven, eight breathing. Just like in for a count of four, you hold for seven, and then you just exhale for a count of eight. And that seriously, it changes your reality. If you just do it six times, it's that simple, like two minute um, commitment and it changes my world and my view on everything. Yeah. Everybody watching with us, take a big, deep breath. Gloria says, mine is water fountains. We have somebody tuning in that says, I like to take deep breaths as well. So everybody, let's just take a deep breath together and just tune into this conversation because some of the things that Autumn and I are going to explore, um, you know, they're challenging. They're challenging for a lot of people, but they're real. And we're going to hit it with the truth, with Autumn's expertise and honestly with the So Autumn, would you mind? Can we take a deep breath together? I would love that. Let's do it. So we're going to inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Let go of anything you're carrying. And we look at this topic of mental health and we understand that there's so many people suffering and we feel right now in the collective that there's so many people stressed like never before. Um, 
in your community, what has been the conversation that's top of heart for you? In other words, what do you feel that we really need to know right now about mental health at this time in the world? Well, first, something that's really top of mind is that um, when it, when it, when we're relating to one another, just remembering the humanity in us all and that, you know, whether you are pro mask or you don't want to wear the masks or whatever you think about the mask, just remember yeah. we're all fighting our own battle. It's not about inferiority, superiority. It's just, we can never know exactly what's happening in that other person's mind or situation. And so just kindness is the first thing when it comes to like relating to one another. But when it comes to mental health, I think the important thing to understand is that this pandemic is going to, they predict the next big issue will be a mental health epidemic. And unfortunately, we were kind of already there. Uh, 40 million people are suffering from anxiety and that was pre-COVID. Yeah. And you know, depression is the world's leading cause of disability and there's nothing to be ashamed of if that's your reality. And so that's what I want people to know. I grew up and just thought something is wrong with me and I'm less than, and I just want you to know this is part of life. Mental health struggles, you know, they linger sometimes, and but we all experience them, and there's a lot you can do about them. So that's Ooh, what I've learned. That's so I powerful. Really I love the way you brought up, like, hey, if you're pro mask, if you're pro this, whatever. I found myself getting into narratives where I want to tell other people my truth and everything, but look, we're not here to convince anyone of anything. I think really what's happening is we see that there's a line of division between people and there's been a line of division about mental health and even like mental health being kind of like a no-no that you don't even talk about. It's like mental health, politics, food, and sex, certain things at the table that are challenging, right? Um, but I have, you know, experience with this in my own life. A lot of people know if they're listening to Wellness Force for a while now that, you know, my mom suffered with um, taking lithium and being bipolar for 20 plus years. Um, a lot of people in my family tree have taken SSRIs. So this is rampant. I mean, if you look at the numbers and we're actually going to post an article right now um, that someone really special wrote, I'll let you guys figure it out when you click on the link. Someone really special wrote this article and it's about boosting our mental health because we can start with the inside to meet the outside world demands. That's what this is all about. We can't control other people's stress. We can't control the, the, the craziness online or the, or the BS in the world. Give us some hearts and let us know if you are dealing with stress right now. Autumn, when we look at bolstering our mental health and actually taking care of the gut-brain axis in the brain, one of the coolest things that I know is that if we're taking in healthy fats and healthy protein and we're getting all these good nutrients in our gut, that actually has a direct correlation with the brain, almost like a link, right? A redox system that um, Dr. Bush talked about. Uh, share with us what you know about this link between the gut and the brain and really the fat and the protein. Yeah. Oh, it's so fascinating because yes, like most people thought that, okay, our brain and gut connection was like one way we thought, and then it went into our gut. But what we know now is that like four messages for every one that comes from our brain to our gut goes from our gut to our brain. So when our gut's unhealthy, where 95% of our serotonin is made, 50% of our dopamine is made, then our brain becomes unhealthy too. What we also know is that there are many many sources of inflammation in today's standard American diet and inflammation. Like they used to think that depression was this chemical imbalance, right? That we needed to treat with a pill, but people would be interested that there hasn't actually been a human trial to show that a serotonin deficiency is actually the cause of depression. That's kind of something we've been trained to believe Interesting. for financial interests. <laughs> but the truth is what we know now is that depression is often the root cause of a lot of mental health issues. And so when it looks at what are we doing more than we're eating, 
every day. We're eating three times a day. And so I think if we're eating inflammatory foods, we are three times a day creating an inflammatory environment, not only in our gut, but also in our brain. And so I have a lot of steps people can take. And there's like three foundational ones I often just give if you'd like to hear those. I love foundations because sometimes we get like in the weeds of what are the biohacks and what are the crazy things we can do? And meanwhile, the foundations, the most important things, they just get glossed over. So take us to the foundations. The foundation. Well, that's the kind of the first piece is just the inflammation. We have to find what's causing inflammation for you. And there's some really like people have probably heard about gluten, but gluten can be a strictly neurological disease. You know, for every one symptom in the gut, there's like eight in the brain. Okay. So there's also this story about this PhD, like really intelligent woman who the gluten became such an issue that she became kind of psychotic. I think that it was spiraled so out of control that she attempted to murder her parents. Now that's a really extreme example. Well, they found when they removed the gluten, she got better. And I know, and I have a client I'm working with right now and he is such a lovely soul. And when he eats gluten five days later, it will be five days later, he will have paralyzing anxiety. Okay. So it's gluten, you know, sometimes it's dairy for people, but other people have just other foods that their body's not tolerating well, or like underlying gut dysfunction, which is causing healthy foods to become inflammatory for their bodies. And so just finding that source of inflammation, even things like BPA exposure in plastics have been linked to mental health issues. And so it isn't, well, you can start with food. It's a very powerful place to begin. It definitely isn't the only cause of inflammation. Just want to throw that out there. The second one is nutrient deficiencies. So we are all talking about, well, at least the people I'm in contact with lately, what we're not eating. We're eliminating gluten and dairy and soy and whatever else. And I think that's great. And that is powerful for a lot of people. But the bigger picture I think we all miss is like, what are we eating? And is this enough to sustain us? Because all of our brain chemicals, like our proteins that we're taking in, that is becoming our neurotransmitters. Okay. So if we're not getting enough protein or our body's unable to digest that protein, then we it will manifest in nutrient deficiencies. B12 is a big one. Fish oil is a big one. Magnesium is a big one. And there's another really cool, powerful story about a lifelong vegetarian who all of a sudden became uh, delusional and it spiraled in. She became catatonic eventually. And no one really knew what to do with her. They tried electroconvulsive therapy. They did everything and anything. Thankfully, she was transferred to a different hospital. They gave her B12 injections and she had a full recovery. So just vitamins, simple vitamins. Mm. And my little hack for this to track it is like an app called Chronometer. Do you use this, Josh? No, but tell us about it. Yeah, it's so simple. It's like my fitness pal, but it has this really extensive micronutrient database rather than just looking at proteins, fat, and carbohydrates. You're going to see your iron, your vitamin A, your vitamin Bs, all the stuff. If you just take three days out of your life and just put everything you put into your mouth into that software, it'll show you where those nutrient gaps might be. And if you're looking low in the Bs, if you're looking low in the omega-3 fatty acids, in iron, in zinc, in vitamin C, these are really key nutrients for the brain and especially protein. Like I said, those are our precursors to neurotransmitters. This is the one thing I find with pretty much every woman I work with. She is under eating high quality protein and it definitely impacts not only the blood sugar, but also the mental health. Why um, is that? Why, why do you think that happens? Cause I've, I've heard there's an old adage in the fitness space. You know, you and I came from like a similar fitness background. Um, if yeah. I eat too much meat or if I lift too much weights, I'll get bulky. If I eat too much <laughs> fat, I'll get fat. Where, where did that come from? And what's the real truth about that? Because like you're saying, if we're putting the foundations of healthy fats, that's actually what makes our brain work better. Fat and brain health go hand in yeah. hand. The brain is basically all fat. It's I mean, pretty much we fat. Need really high- <laughs> it's pretty much just yeah. fat. And so the more 
I was in that camp. I was so afraid of fat. Growing up as a ballerina, I just totally avoided it. And I think that is one of the major contributors to why my mental health deteriorated so rapidly. But also the protein thing. Women, you ha you have to work really hard to get that muscular. I mean, I worked out six hours a day some days for four years while I was a Tracy Anderson fitness trainer, and I did not look big at all or bulky. Sure, I had nice definition, but I was definitely not bulking up, and I was eating a lot of protein just to sustain that muscle mass. And the other thing is, it's funny because if you look at a 150-pound lady who doesn't have a lot of muscle and one who does, they look very different. One is smaller and one just takes up a little more space. And they're both fine. But what I'm just trying to say is when you're eating protein, you're going to help that lean muscle mass um, be, become actually – you'll build it more easily and you will actually look more slender. So I don't know where it started, but I just want people to know that don't be afraid of protein. There are specific circumstances, kidney stuff, if you're cancer. Yeah. There's specific circumstances where you'll want to be careful. But in general, I see most women under eating. And I always just like to aim for like you know 100 grams. That's kind of my, uh, my target. And are you familiar with Julia Ross? Julia Ross, what did she, she wrote a book about, what was oh, her tons. book? Like the, the mood cure, the diet cure. That's right. Yes. Cure. Yes. Yeah, so I'm actually going to do her program and that's, that's her whole thing is working with addictions, working with mental health issues. That's food addiction. That's, you know, alcohol addiction, that's cravings. Um, and these we're using amino acids, the precursors of neurotransmitters that you can also get in food. So I just think that's a powerful testament to how important they are in your diet. When I look at that foundation you speak about, you talked about inflammation, which that could be literally an entire podcast. Like we could do an yeah. entire show on inflammation, but essentially if you're eating organic, if you're eating the right kind of foods in season, by the way, because this is something that I know that, that you do too. Um, you, your family lives in Colorado, correct? Are you in Colorado? Yeah, we moved from San Diego to, to Boulder about three years ago. So, What have you noticed about eating in seasons in Colorado? Because this directly relates to mental health. No matter where you are, some people live in food deserts. Some people yeah. live in concrete jungles where eating out of season or eating in season, it's not even a conversation. But, um, you know, from your eating psychology background and from your own mental health background, like how do you and your family eat in season there? And, and what are you even eating right now? Yeah, it's funny because... Seasons, I, you know, I came from Southern California and I was there for 10 years. And what seasons have done for me is just to bring me more in tune with that body wisdom, right? Okay. So when it's always sunny, I don't know, for whatever reason, I wasn't as attuned to the changes. And now I definitely am like right in there. So at, in the winter, obviously, we want more warming foods and I'm having the soups and we're having the stews and the roasts and all of that kind of beautiful stuff. And then in the summer, I'm eating tons more fruits and fresh fruits and vegetables. And in Colorado, it's really easy to eat in season because especially where I am in Boulder, that's just kind of the thing. And so um, I get a new experience and my body and my eating style can change with the planet and the environment. And it's, it's just, it's a wonderful experience that I hadn't had before I, I came here that um, I never want to lose again. I just, I really enjoy that aspect and looking forward to the different foods and knowing that what I'm putting into my body isn't coming from a thousand miles away, which a lot of food is. And the nutrient quality is very, very different. The taste is very, very different. And so all of it, it's just, it's just a totally different experience. And I think I just want to say that that yeah. is, um, that is, I heard this quote the other day that I think might resonate with people and that is health is coming back to the self. 
And I feel like that seasonal eating and that cyclical nature of our body and about everything else, like if I could get you to do one thing is just pay more attention to yourself. Yeah, I love that because this is all we have is ourself. And a lot of times too, it seems like uh, my problems are outside myself or my decisions around nutrition are outside myself. And the challenge in this current environment that we live in is that most people are around other people that they haven't been around in a long time as much spouses, brothers and sisters, coworkers, everybody's kind of stuck. And, and I think that's why we're seeing mental health rates escalate as well um, when people are having trouble. So when we look at the actual nutrients, you know, this, this gut brain mood connection and understanding that, yes, it is the healthy fats and it is the proteins, but there's something really powerful that's found in Turkey and it's also found in beef that I know you and, and your entire camp is huge on. I mean, it's like the, if I feel like the beef sticks, especially the turkey ones, I tried them last month and like they lasted a week. <laughs> this huge <laughs> box of, of turkey sticks, they lasted a week. Anyways, I noticed this um, and this pertains to my question for you. When I'm eating healthy fats, when I'm eating foods that contain this beautiful ingredient, it's called tryptophan. Everybody knows tryptophan. It's not just the sleepy hormone. Um, it's actually something that can yield really powerful mental health benefits. Why did you guys choose to do the turkey sticks and the beef sticks? And, and how does that pertain to for people to have better mental health right now, legitimately, like literally and figuratively at home? Okay, this is, yes, this is great because we did decide our flagship product was going to be the grass-fed beef stick. And this is interesting. And I'm going to get to tryptophan in a second. But the first reason that I didn't mention my third like foundational piece is we've got to balance the blood sugar, right? A lot of times blood sugar imbalances, they just manifest as psychiatric symptoms because think about it. It's when you eat a lot of sugar or highly processed foods, it's that come down, that crash that feels a lot like anxiety, can feel a lot like depression. And so that is why I wanted to do a protein snack. Now, when I looked at proteins, I looked at Dr. Felice Jack's work and she's a wonderful researcher out of Australia and um, who's done, she kind of spearheaded this whole movement. It really wasn't looked at at all before 2010, which is just like, I can't even believe that. But she found that in one of her studies, red meat seemed to be protective against um, mental health issues like depression and anxiety. And women who ate less than, I think it's three to four servings a week, were more inclined to suffer from either depression or anxiety. And it wasn't that, oh, you better eat as much red meat as possible. You know, sure. it didn't flowing, but it was just when you didn't have enough. And so I thought, okay, me, I was definitely someone who didn't eat a lot of red meat. And I thought, I really want to find a way, a delicious way to get more of this into our diet. And um, the creation of it was just, I also wanted them to be fermented because there's a super weird ingredient called encapsulated citric acid. And it's just hidden as citric acid in beef sticks. And mm. um, it's actually made from hydrogenated oil and um, GMOs and it's the industry standard. And so I knew, okay, we're going to do away with that and we're going to add probiotics because in addition to the protein, uh, fermented foods contain bacteria that help our body, our brain produce our inhibitory neurotransmitter called GABA. And this is what people are using when they have or kind of leaning on when they have like a benzodiazepine or some sort of anti-anxiety medication. So fermented foods can be a way, a natural way to do that. And when it comes to tryptophan, tryptophan is one of those amino acids. So amino acids are just like the breakdown products of protein and is one of them that actually turns into serotonin. 
which is our brain's like inner sunshine, right? So when we don't have enough serotonin, we are self-critical. We can suffer from panic. We can have seasonal affective disorder. Um, we can ruminate. I see a lot of things just like over and over in the same thing. And so our brain will make serotonin, more serotonin in response to an adequate intake of tryptophan. There have been two studies that looked at it specifically dietarily. Like if we just craft a diet that is high in this amino acid, will it improve and reduce things like anxiety and depression? And there has been research to suggest that in fact it does. And so again, those three reasons were like, okay, I need to make a source of tryptophan that's really, really easy, that also has probiotics because that's going to help GABA. And that also just contains red meat that can be really high quality, grass fed, grass finished, of course. And again, we just wanted to create like this mental health protective snack that people could just grab yeah. and like not worried about um, having some of those other ingredients involved, which is pretty much the standard in the industry. Yeah. Put down the Doritos, y'all. I mean, I know, I know, I know it's really like a, it's an emotional eating pattern. And, and it's fascinating to me because, you know, in your background, the, the certified eating psychology coach, like you put your money where your mouth is, like your entire family, your entire movement, everything you guys represent is about being in quality, helping people with nourishing foods. Like you have many, many things that you stand for besides just the beef sticks. I just love the beef sticks. I'm like very impartial <laughs> to the beef sticks. Like they're my go-to. So what I found, and I'm curious how you feel about this, when we look at the psychology of eating, you just, you just broke down a lot of science. Um, rewind that if you're watching this on the replay and listen to what she shared again, because the science is huge, but we know that we make decisions based on emotion. And those decisions for food, especially like the eating and emotion decisions, um, they're driven by our past behaviors. You know, behavior changes a loop and the loop continues until there's a pattern interrupt. So what can you share with us about eating psychology and, and, and being a true pattern interrupt? And then how can we create a cue, like a trigger action response to where we can go for the healthy foods like the tryptophan, the turkey sticks, things like that? Well, can, can you create that connection for us? Total sleep breakthrough in 2020. I've been using cured full spectrum hemp oil. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not for getting high. We know this. It is non-psychoactive. It has no THC. It has 100% terpene rich, cannabinoid rich, full spectrum, organically grown hemp oil. What does this actually do to the body? The reason I love this is because it downregulates the sympathetic nervous system. If you look at the research on PubMed and everywhere else, although the FDA does not allow anyone to make bold claims, this I can speak from a personal perspective. I take this organically grown Colorado hemp in the evenings. I hold it under my tongue for 60 seconds. I back this up with my data from the aura ring, my deep sleep increases, my restlessness goes away, and I just sleep better. We know that whether you're having digestive issues or joint pains or sleep issues, the most important thing for your recovery is your sleep. So if you've been struggling with sleep, give Cured Full Spectrum Organically Grown Hemp a test drive. You get 15% off because you're here with us in the Wellness Force mission. It is wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Enter code wellnessforce to check out. You get 15% off your organically grown hemp. If you've been looking for a hemp product that has been tested and vetted, give Cured a test drive at wellnessforce.com forward slash cured. Use the code wellnessforce to get 15% off your entire order.
I love that. Yeah, my eating psychology uh, training was invaluable. So what we learn about eating psychology, obviously, is that there's a lot of motivation, like a lot of different motivators. But usually eating and our behavior about or of eating is not about food. It's about our relationship with life, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. Resolved <laughs> past experiences come up. A lot of times um, people are eating because they're bored or because they're avoiding something. I find that like food is our most direct source of pleasure, right? We are wired for pleasure. We have to have pleasure. And especially right now when we are tense, things are scary. Like all of a sudden we need to change that state. And so we lean on food. Okay. There's also sometimes people just have these memories of food. I remember working with one particular client and he could not let go of his cookies. He would not just drop the cookies. And it wasn't until we did a lot of digging that he remembered, like he kind of had a strained relationship with his mother mm. and she used to bake these cookies for him. And when he ate him, wait, ate them, it took him back to a place where things were okay with them. And so he was trying to recreate that experience. And so, yes, we're basically, and then there's the whole food addiction piece. So sometimes it is emotions that are driving this. And sometimes it is the fact that food engineers are damn good at their jobs and they are paid to create these combinations of food that like yes. literally prevent us from stopping eating. Okay. So they hijack our brain chemistry. That is another thing I find with a lot of people I work with is that sometimes it isn't always about emotions. It's just about addiction and the fact that they, um, foods can light up those dopamine pathways in the same way that drugs do. Okay. And so when it comes to like interrupting that pattern, I think the first thing is just like awareness. Yeah. Ask yourself, Hey, why am I eating? And when I did that for the first few times, I realized I'm bored. I don't want to do what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, I need a change of state. I'm getting tense or I'm feeling sad. I'm looking for pleasure. And also the way that I do a cue is just, I don't keep a lot of processed foods in my house at all. And my beef sticks are always on my counter. I always have my deviled eggs or something in the fridge. Um, I can see them, they're there. But the other thing I do for people is, um, we don't want food to be our only source of pleasure, you know? And so I always have people do this pleasure inventory where we write the 10 things that light you up, like just make you so excited that have nothing to do with food. Like if you woke up on a Saturday morning and you had no responsibilities, what would you be doing? So I would be off on a hike. Yes. Yes. I might drink a great glass of wine with a friend. Um, I would make a playlist. I would do a dance party, just like whatever that is for you. And like two of the, or three of those things need to be in your life every week. And you'll find that when you have these additional sources of pleasure, food isn't your only input that way. And so you start to like lessen this dependence that you have. And then you can start asking deeper questions once you've done that. Like why, what emotion is behind this and why? That's so powerful. Let, let, let's pause there because I'm thinking of the scene in Half Baked where he was like, Abba Zabba, you my only friend. And I, was, and I was like, wait a minute. That's what we all feel like sometimes. We feel like the food is our only friend, but we have so many things beyond just food. And I love that you brought that. That was probably the most powerful mind nutrient you've dropped in this entire conversation so far, because we're talking about, you know, if you're just tuning in mental health, not just like trying to fight mental health or be aware of mental health. We're talking about how to have more of it. We're not trying to fight against it, you know, or, or bring some kind of um, beating drum paradigm where we're saying we need to fight mental health. It's like, that's the wrong approach. You know, I, I think about when we, when we talk about mental health, I think about in my own life too, when I have the most shining mental health, it's when I'm loving myself the most. 
It's when I'm sleeping. It's when I'm caring for myself. It's when I'm seeing my friends. And right now that's definitely under attack. So what is something that somebody can do from a practical standpoint? You know, they're, they're at home. What do they eat in the morning? What do they eat for a snack? And then what do they eat and feed their mind and their heart when they leave their home? You know, can we hit both sides of that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So they actually did some really cool research out at Columbia University about the most mental health protective foods very recently. And these are going to surprise you. So I'm going to throw these out there. And if they're not your favorite foods, it's cool. Just choose one. So it was um, oysters. Oysters are like number one. Okay. And then we've got poultry giblets, not a super popular option. But <laughs> The list. Sure. I don't know about you. It's not what I, it's not my go-to sure. um, organ meats. And then it went on and on with fish. Okay. So those are the animal based ones. And then watercress, spinach, kale, greens. So what I'm trying to say is high quality animal products and greens are your go-tos like, and fermented foods. Like I'll admit, I'm not someone who loves them, but what I do is I choose like five different fermented foods. Like I just went to the store today. I got this like dill garlic mix and something else, whatever else they had these, this beet, this fermented beets. And then of course we have our beef sticks, which are also fermented. Love and it. I just have a spoonful of each one every day. So I'm mixing it up and I'm still getting all of those fermented foods. Now, if you're a mommy watching, I just did this fascinating interview with a lady who says the way you get your children to eat for events is you have them just put them in their mouth and you let them know if you don't like it, you can spit it out because even just putting it in your mouth starts to change things and your tastes. And so you don't always have to just get them to eat it right away. Wow. So I have, yeah, it's kind of cool, right? It'll yeah. start it'll stop the resistance slowly. And they think it's really fun to be able to spit it. At least my five-year-old guy <laughs> really gets a kick out of that, that he's allowed to spit something out. So the, the greens, um, they've also done studies. I think this was out of Chicago, the university of Chicago, uh, that if you eat two servings a day, they had brains that looked 10 years younger. And so I'm always doing my two servings of greens. I do my organs. We have an organ complex. If you don't want to taste them, if you want to taste them, that's beautiful and really, really high quality wild fish. So those are the snacks that I'm doing. And I'm always protecting my breakfast. This is the biggest piece of the pie when it comes to keeping your blood sugar stable and avoiding that crazy swing that can happen when you eat a breakfast that takes you up because you'll inevitably come down. And so that just means 15 to 20 grams of protein at every meal and snack. But if you can't pull that off, just start with breakfast and it will be so much easier to maintain the rest of the day. Okay. So that's basically what I'm doing. There's also some really interesting research around fasting and its ability to kind of dampen the inflammation associated with anxiety. And for me, I've noticed I do, I do really well when I do intermittent fasting and even the occasional 24 hour fast. Of course, you got to talk to your doctor. It's not medical advice, but sure. there's something really powerful. There's just like a sense of not only like well-being, but of slowing down and of like questioning your relationship with food, noticing um, when you're eating or what big role it plays in your life and where you can devote your energy um, to other things. So that's fascinating. Now, when it comes to like the other kind of food, it's funny because I know, Josh, you definitely test your HRV and I've been doing this for a really long time and it's heart rate variability. It is a measure that they use in psychological research, actually, just kind of like a window into your mental health. What I notice, I change my food, I change my lifestyle, sleep, social time. And not just like any social time, like those connections that you really cherish, the one like your tribe, those people that you just like yeah. can't get enough of. The inner circle love connection, the cuddle puddling, like the good stuff. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is what changes my HRV in the most positive direction. And so what I yeah. invite people to do is 
get on a Zoom call. My friends, we have 10 girlfriends I grew up with in high school. Friday nights is like high school girl time and it is a riot and we have the best time. And I'm like beaming for the next two days and take a time to reach out to other people. Also, I don't know what it is for you, but music it's music for me. And so exploring new bands, I can do that in my house. And I've just recently, Vance Joy's always been awesome. But if you're looking for like some super calming, just like soulful music, I, I like, I really like them. And, um, my last tip would be get outside. Okay. Cause nature is so powerful. And I was in a slump the other day and I just said, I'm, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to take a little hike and I'm going to wear my mask and I'm going to be responsible and all the things. But, um, I came home a different person. And so those are things you can do, even if you're kind of where we are today. Well, there's so much juice there that you shared with us and, and it's all really tactical. Like everybody just rewind that again. Like let that land for a moment. Cause sometimes the truth, it hides in plain sight. Like we see the clouds, we see the beach, we know our friends are there. Um, we're getting calls from people that love us. Maybe we're isolating. Like there's always some kind of a barometer for truth, Autumn. And I feel like, you know, with your background in psychology and even looking at the nutrients that we're talking about for mental health, what do you think for most people is the big piece they're missing when it comes to the way that they even look at food, you know, their relationship with food? Can you set a frame around food relationship for people? Yeah. What I guess I see most often is that food isn't like a source of nourishment and joy enough for the people I work with. I think a lot of people get caught up in like, well, what do I eat? What is the right thing to eat today? We all want to be doing the right thing. And we're, you know, it's understandable that we're scared, but I think what it comes down to is you have to listen to your intuition and listen to your body because you are the only person who can design that perfect diet. And so you cannot go and take even all of my advice. If you hate eating poultry gillets, don't do it on my account, you know, and don't be choking things down. This is what I was doing. This is what a lot of my clients are doing, like crafting these diets, these piecemeal diets based on what other experts are saying. Um, The other thing I want people to know is even what's working for you today is not going to be working for you necessarily tomorrow Mm -hmm. or in the next season. Just like I said, we have to eat in, in tune with our environment, in tune with our life circumstances, right? And so there will be times when there's actually seasons of nourishment, right? So you could be in a like a oh, anything goes because you've been in this really strict season and you've been like healing and doing like some intense protocol. And all of a sudden what you really need is just to let go for a while. Okay. And so you need to be able to move through those and question and stay aware and just know that your, your body's going to give you the feedback that you need unless your metabolism has been hijacked. Unless of course you're eating really, really um, processed foods and all of those things. If it's, if there's metabolic damage around the foods you're eating, but once you can tune in, once you heal that and you tune in, that's going to be your golden ticket to, um, the perfect diet. And so I just wish people would come with more of a posture of curiosity rather than like, a rigid desire to do the perfect diet. Mm, Cause I think there's so much, and you know, you and I, like I've started really looking into paleo in 2009, back when I read uh, Rob Wolf's book and Paul Check's book in 2008, 2009. So it's been like over 10 years of me, like learning and understanding. If you look at metabolic typing, if you look at carnivore, if you look at low protein, high protein, um, there's so many ways that work for people. But like you said, depending on the season, depending on what they're actually going through in their life. Like there ain't no cookie cutter diet. There ain't no anything that's going to work for us all the time. And so this is 
my question to you because it relates to something that I dealt with when I was young. Um, I found a drug called food when I was probably six or seven years old. And I can distinctly remember when I was stressed, when I was angry, when I was sad, especially, or when I didn't know what to do. My little nervous system was like, well, we got to find peace. We got to find some somewhere to go be at home right now. And I would go eat like a carne asada burrito or just eat like foods that would just sedate me. There are people that really do need um, more, more fat, more protein, more carbs, but it, they have to work with a professional. What, what are your thoughts around, you know, people that have strong mood disorders, you know, someone that has like psychotic events or somebody that has like severe H- ADHD or anxiety? Is there a starting place for all of them or are they all unique? You know, is every single person unique? Ooh, I love that question. So everyone is very unique. And just like we talked about, there's been this relationship between like schizophrenia and celiac disease that we've been aware of since the 1950s. But it would be silly of me to come up here and say that, okay, schizophrenia, you just need to eliminate gluten. Well, there's definitely an inflammation going on in the brain, but you have to find your specific type of inflammation. You have to find that cause of inflammation. And I've even worked with people who have manic depression and um you know like like your mom and like my aunt and i've they've been able to stabilize literally with a a few changes in the blood sugar okay and that is not going to be everyone's story okay but it could but it's worth a shot it's absolutely worth a shot. And so my foundational pieces for everyone is just to make sure that your nutrient bases are covered in the chronometer. Like I said, B12, that's insane that a woman became catatonic and she was able to come. I mean, like who would even predict that? Um, and also the blood sugar. We know that people who have diabetes have a higher incidence of depression. And so that, that could be definitely a piece right there. And also just the inflammation are those foods. We know also like Dairy is a big one. If you have antibodies, if you're producing antibodies to dairy, you can have like a three to five times increased risk of bipolar depression. Like there's research to suggest that. So those three things, find the inflammation, make sure that your nutrient bases are covered and stabilize that blood sugar. And of course, have some testing. You do that and then have testing, get in with a functional medicine doctor, somebody who can run your labs and identify that. Just look at like Dale Bredesen's work. He's worked with Alzheimer's over at UCLA. He was the first person able to actually reverse it. And this is a, you know, a multi-pliotropic approach, meaning there's a lot of things that they changed, but still central this kind of approach is finding your specific imbalances because they'll be different for everyone but there's definitely some places you can begin definitely i love that because i think about some of the research in the blog post that we link you know talking about like what is the real nutrients and and there's a lot of research pointing towards the tryptophan being like the number one nutrient the precursor to serotonin and ocd there's a fascinating part in this article where they talk about ocd and the link to really like ocd is believed to be an issue of an imbalance in serotonin and the precursor to that one of the, I guess you could say factory workers that, that work in the body that make serotonin is tryptophan. And a lot of people know what that's like, what they're doing Thanksgiving dinner. And they're like, oh, I'm so full and I'm so tired. We're not talking about tryptophan where you're being like overeating. What I'm saying is like the healthy levels of tryptophan. There's even people that take tryptophan in pills. They'll take pills of tryptophan to, to meet this. But what's the difference? What's the true difference from getting tryptophan from a beef stick or a turkey stick compared to taking it in a pill form? There's a lot more bioavailability difference. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. So I think that you're, but we cannot recreate in a lab what we can't, what we have with food and the synergy that's with food. This is kind of an unrelated example, but it's a powerful one that um, back in 1934, three physicians got a Nobel Peace Prize because they found out that beef liver could cure anemia. 
Okay. And it's not because there's a lot of iron because we know a lot of people who are taking iron and not getting rid of anemia. It's because of the other compounds in it, like vitamin A, retinol, and copper that are all working synergistically. Okay. So we have, we've honed in tryptophan seems to be important, but the cool thing about food is that it's going to have other awesome vitamins and nutrients that are all going to work together synergistically to create the benefits, right? And your body recognizes it, okay? There's, you know, debate. There's um, whether or not you have digestion, whether it's working well. Like, are you able to break it down? Are you able to access those nutrients? What else is in those supplements? There's all of these questions, whereas if it's a food, it's right there. Your body knows what to do. It's been doing that for a really long time. Now, I do want to say that, you know, supplements have their time in their place because while well, you're supposed to have like four milligrams per kilogram of body weight of tryptophan, tryptophan daily, some people will need more. Some people will have genetics and there's just a, a break in that chain. And so both can have a place, but food is always where I begin because we don't want to just be putting supplements into our body. It's not necessary. So food is my starting place every time. I love that because a lot of people do blood tests. Um, there was a company that I used to use. I'm actually looking for a new company. If you know of anyone where I can really get solid blood testing and also bring somebody on the show. Cause if we're not really measuring, like you and I both know, we like to track things, you know, we track our family, we track our business, like we track it all, not from a place of control though. This is different than like having a firm, like grasp and white knuckling controlling. It's just healthy, positive feedback. You know, Gretchen Rubin calls it like the obliger personality where I have this external framework for accountability. Like, yeah, that's kind of me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah. def I definitely recognize it on that, on that aspect. Um, but what else are you tracking besides this nutrient? You talked about the chronometer. Um, I, I believe you're probably tracking your sleep. Like what else do you track when it comes to mental health? Do you do any uh, either physical or emotional tracking so that you're just feeling good from the neck up? Yeah, great question. I mean, there are so many different things I've tracked. Okay. So, but where I started and where your listeners might benefit from starting is just your blood sugar, like get a glucometer. Yeah. And the cool thing is, because if you look at the glycemic index and the glycemic load, that's a really beautiful place to start in terms of what foods would probably impact your blood sugar in, in a negative way. But what's true is everyone's different. Your blood sugar footprint is like your fingerprint, right? Some people can have bananas better and have a better blood sugar response than berries and vice versa. And so I definitely do that now because again, we have that link between uh, insulin resistance, which is just like blood sugar that's gone too high for too long and depression, anxiety, but other things, minerals. Okay. So this was a major turning point for me this year was I feel good. I feel great. I feel better than I felt in my life, more stable. But when you look at my mineral balance, it left something to be desired. My zinc levels were pretty low. Uh, my copper levels were really high. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Dr. Brian Walsh, but that is a really common situation for a lot of people. The zinc to copper ratio is really off. And so improving that can have a really profound impact. The other one is um, microbiome testing, of course. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's all central. These bacteria are basically telling our brains what to do. They are so incredibly powerful. And again, they're creating neurotransmitters and vitamins and nutrients. And so if you haven't ever done some sort of like stool testing, just to kind of see where your digestion's at, that's really, really powerful because you clean that up and magic happens. I actually worked with a little boy who had ticks like early, you know, 
signs of neurological issues. And it was candida we, we found. There was a candida link. And we were busy like tracking all these different foods. And okay, well, they're identifying triggers. But at the end of the day, it was we had to get rid of the candida that was interfering with all the nutrients that his brain was needing in order to function optimally. And I could go on and on. There's even... Um, like hormonal imbalances. If you don't have enough progesterone, you might want to do a Dutch test if you have anxiety and it's specific to one phase of your cycle. Um, that's a really uh, probably powerful reason to get a hormone test. Also your thyroid. If you're hyperthyroid, hypothyroid rather, you will feel depressed a lot of times. And if you're hyperthyroid, that could be a symptom of anxiety. And But I don't do all of that on a daily basis. The sure. one marker that I really honed in on is that HRV. Um, because that is like a one snapshot of just like, how is my whole body functioning? And while I do like a time and place to get kind of like yearly check-ins on these other variables, I don't think that's sustainable or the goal unless you really enjoy it. And so just having one that I measure with my aura ring is really, really insightful. And um, it tells me immediately when I'm doing things, something like dyeing my hair uh, that I shouldn't be or wow. working way too hard. Then my HRV tanks too. You're like so. a Lamborghini. I mean, you're you're a very like high performance machine. So you know somebody who can you speak to two things? First of all, we had a question about zinc and copper. Diane asked, "How do you test the zinc and copper?" Obviously, it's just a mineral analysis. It is a mineral analysis, and there are a few ways. Like the two ways I've gone through, I do just like a hair mineral analysis and. Um, Trace Elements is the company that I really, really like there. You can work with someone. There's also a man, a genius man. Do you know Morley Robbins? No, but you're saying a lot of awesome people. The show notes for this podcast are going to be massive. This is going to be like a treasure chest. <laughs> okay, okay. So Morley <laughs> Robbins, this guy, he's like, they call him the magnesium man, but he is really versed on zinc, copper, iron, and magnesium. I mean, like reads ad nauseum about them. And he does something called the Morley panel, and he breaks it all down for you. Now, I had the hair mineral analysis and that that did was a starting place but when he did his more thorough analysis it became really really clear that there's a lot more going into it and I don't know anyone who's more knowledgeable than this man and he does a lot of like free stuff he has something called the root cause protocol and it is all about rebalancing these minerals with food and so um, definitely a place you should check so out. thank you so much and then I'm thinking about as I said like you're the Ferrari but you've done work to get there it's not like you came into the world I mean this is a you're a person who's been through like severe anxiety severe emotional issues in your past so people um, tend to talk I call it sharing from the middle and I love it because there's so many things that I'm learning about in my life when it comes to mental health and being in a relationship and running a business and I'm not even a parent yet <laughs> you know for all the parents out there watching and and for you for you and Chaz and 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 what you go through on a daily basis can you speak to someone right now uh, can you settle in and speak to somebody who is literally at their wits end you know maybe they're feeling even watching this on Facebook or listening to this on a podcast they're feeling real heavy real down and they're not exactly sure what place or what step to take next is it food is it breath is it something else like where do they begin where did you begin back in the day Here's where I began because I was, ugh, I was in that mode. I just had to go. Like I was that person who couldn't sit still because I was afraid of those emotions. Right. And so you weren't going to get me to meditate that I was just, no, that I did not have time for that. And so what I did was I balanced my physiology. It was a lot more um, accessible for me to start with food because it didn't seem too out there for me at that time. And so that was like my first 
phase, like, okay. And what it does is like, it teaches you how important you are, you know, to yourself. It's like a daily reminder that you're worth investing in. And soon over time, you learn to trust yourself again, just through this daily practice of nourishing yourself and choosing the right foods. But if you are open to breath work, that is my second go-to for sure. Like there um, is nothing that you have in you that can change the state of your being, take you out of the stress response, give you an entirely new perspective, and you always have it with you. And so take some breaths, do that four, seven, eight breathing, do it two times a day. Um, eat alternate nostril breathing is also a fascinating one because yes. you can kind of like access the side of your brain that you want. Like, do you want your more playful side or do you want your more work oriented side? And, um, you can just do that too. And it also like kind of like yokes your two hemispheres. And so any sort of breathing exercise that resonates with you or just take a deep breath, like Josh mm. and I did. Wow. You're speaking our language, Autumn. Thank you so much for that. Like, and, yeah. and those, things they might seem like so simple but the most powerful things in the world are simple like water going down a stream is simple uh, air flowing through trees is simple you holding your child is simple but mm. they're so so powerful and they're mm. so overlooked michael Pollan, when i was in austin once he said you know the, the truth hides in plain sight the truth it makes great memes because people see the truth and hear the truth so much that they just ignore it but yet what you're speaking about, if people actually do it, and this is the difference between knowing and doing, Autumn's telling you what to do. Are you going to do it? Like there's courage involved in that, you know? So can you speak to the courage aspect of this? Can you speak to the courage aspect of people hearing what you're saying and then creating and summoning the courage to actually do it? Yeah, I think it all boils down to just like remembering you're worth it because I had that struggle my whole life. So it is about courage, but it's yeah. also about like a commitment to yourself and knowing like you're worth these small daily efforts and no matter what kind of messages you received in your youth or maybe even they're generational I've just become on to that I'm sure that you're on to that aspect that not everything we're feeling is because of us it could be like a generational thing <laughs> it didn't start with you Mark Wolin listen yes. to him on wellness force absolutely I yes. believe in what you're saying yes 100%. Exactly. So Have, haven't you felt this autumn and hasn't, haven't we all felt this? Let us know. You ever felt something that you knew wasn't yours? You're like, wait a minute. That thought's not mine. That feeling's not mine. What the hell's going on here? That's like my dad's or my grandpa's or my grandma's thought. Have, have you dealt with that too? Oh, a hundred percent. It was like so eye opening for me because I had the most loving parents in the world. And yet I had just these like feelings of anxiety and I went to neurofeedback and they're like, oh my gosh, your neck is so tense. Why are you so tense? Yeah. And um, yeah. when exploring my family history, it kind of be like, okay, well, I can understand it. And just like, like your triggers are your treasures, right? Like noticing why is that triggering me? And I couldn't always identify something in my own life, but I could, if I talked to my family members, kind of get this like collective or like a really specific story from someone else. And the last thing I want to say about that courage is that basically we're all fearful, a lot of us, not all of us, fearful of emotions, right? Uh, a lot of us, but what we have to remember is that emotions are guides and they only, if you allow them to come, they won't last as long as you think. Mm. They're gonna pass right through you. I went through a particularly difficult week. I mean, really difficult and it was really hard. And if you don't fight it, if you don't fight it, it goes away, it <sighs> will, it will get better. But when you don't, it's stuck. It gets stuck and you start compensating, whether that's gambling, whether that's food, whether that's um, just overwork, whatever it is. But we just need to get rid of the fear of like feelings in general. I think that's been a big struggle that I've been working on. And it's when I do it, it serves me well. <laughs> hmm. Not perfect, but. Well, I, I always know when 
there's such a moment of truth because I get chills in my arms. And when you're explaining that right there, I had a chill that started in my heart and then it went down to my arms. And I know if you're listening and watching, you felt it too. Um, there's one thing that we haven't explored here. And, and as we wind down, so you can like go be with your family. And so all of us can go put these things into practice, you know, the courage to put them into practice. The question that I've been wanting to ask you ever since you came on here was as a mom, as somebody who is leading a business and, you know, you're also just a human being managing all of these things. What is the North star? What does your heart go to when things really start buckling and when, you know, for lack of a better term, the shit hits the fan? Because we all have moments like that, you know? So what's the North Star for you? The North Star is my maverick, okay? And when, you know, I get real serious and things things in the business haven't always been easy this last month. And then I have to remember, A, what is really important? Like in five years, am I going to remember this as like a really big deal in my life or not? And is this going to impact Maverick like in any real way? And what is really at the end of the day, what I'm going to be thinking about like in my last years, in my last moments, it's going to be my family. It's going to be the time that I share with them. And this is a game. Life is a game. Sometimes it gets hard, but if we keep this place, playfulness about us rather than, you know, Chaz, my husband, I remember being particularly upset about some sort of like supply chain issue. And he's like, Autumn, we're making beef sticks. We're not curing cancer. You know, like keep it light, keep it light. This is a game. And so I guess just like keeping a playfulness about it and just remembering what's really, truly important at the end of the day. And for me, that's definitely family. Wow. Mic drop, Autumn, you've, you've given us so much today. Um, and you've also given us more because the beef sticks and the tryptophan and the turkey sticks, which are like my ultimate personal favorite. We have a ton of resources for you guys, Autumn and the, the Paleo Valley team have been super generous. So thank you for this. They're giving us 15% off of this tryptophan rich. And I say rich because these turkey sticks are more than just turkey sticks. They're mental health tools. Like we got to fight off this stuff in the world, you know, people's negativity. And I feel like we should hold a turkey stick stick up and like fight off somebody with it for negativity so we can have our mental health. Like the turkey stick is a sword. Uh, but seriously though, I, I really do love this company and, and I know you believe in us and we believe in you. And so everyone go to paleovalley.com. You can use the code Josh, you get 15% off of the turkey sticks and the beef sticks. And we covered so much ground on them for mental health. I got chills a couple of times and um, it was just a really great, deep conversation with you as to be expected. That's exactly how ours was three years ago. But with everything you've learned from three years ago up till now, how do you define wellness? You know, you answered this question on three years ago. I don't even remember what you said, um, but I'm curious how you see it now. You know, what do yeah. you see as wellness? What's, how do you define that? Mm. It has to be that quote that is just like, it was something I heard this year and it's just like health is coming back to the self. And it was, I was always that person looking outside of me. I need to fix something. I need to be something. I need to appease someone. And when you realize, no, 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 you're enough. Just, just right here, just as you are even today. And you take the time to have that curiosity about, well, what, what happens when I do this and what happens when I eat this and what happens with that? I think that relationship to yourself is, is wellness for me without a doubt. Mm, I love how we started with the self and we came back to the self. Um, if you yourself are feeling a little bit low or you're challenged right now, just know you're not alone. There's so many resources. You're here with us on this podcast. We've had hundreds of people commenting, you know, talking about like what they're going through and how great this conversation is. Share this podcast. 
and go to Paleo Valley, like their page. Um, these turkey sticks are incredible. Obviously, you know, paleovalley.com. The code is Josh Autumn. Thank you so much for the light you're shining in the world. It's been a total joy to reconnect with you after three years. And um, I look forward to the next time we see each other in person. So until Autumn and I see you again real soon, we're both wishing you lots of love and lots of wellness. Autumn, thank you for coming on. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure as usual, as to be expected. Thank you for your time. Hey, thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.